Are the Pelicans better than they were a year ago when it comes to intangibles? Plus, we get Trey Murphy on the all-summer league first team. That's awesome to see. And Zion Williamson's 2K rating is unveiled. Let's talk about it in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. Let's do this. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Thursday fun show today, we're going to continue the series we've been doing this week. Are the Pelicans better than they were a year ago? The prevailing theme on offense and defense is... Yes, maybe by a little bit, maybe not by a ton, more on offense than maybe on defense. But now we get into the other side of things, like the intangible things. Are they going to be more competitive? Are they going to be more organized? Are they going to care more? All of that stuff we'll get into in the first segment of today's show. Plus, Trey Murphy on the All-Summer League first team. Love seeing that. Puts him in pretty good company, too. And then Zion Williamson. We get his rating in NBA 2K. Too high? Too Too low? Most likely. Let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. Don't forget, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Tell your friends about the show, the only show that's here five days a week for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Um, And look, no one else is doing it as much as we are being able to react in kind of real time to the biggest news, covering the biggest stories, keep you up to date and informed on everything going on. All right. So are the Pelicans better on when it comes to all of the intangibles than they were a year ago. And this really might be what makes or breaks this team. You know, if the offense is similar to what it was last year, if the defense is a little bit improved, let's say, they're going to go probably further than they did. The offense legitimately could make a jump into the top five, and I don't think it takes a stretch to kind of get there. But the intangibles are what's really going to maybe elevate them or bring them down. Don't forget, last year in clutch situations, they were terrible. That's kind of what we're talking about here. There were multiple games where they just came out flat and didn't look like they were going to try. Basically lost the game in the first two or three minutes. Are we going to run into that problem again? And so when I started to think about this and kind of look at the players they've lost, look at the players they've added, again, the outgoing guys being Eric Bledsoe, Lonzo Ball, and Steven Adams, and coming in, Jonas Valanciunas, Trey Murphy, and Devontae Graham— just based on that alone, I think it's it's an improvement, right? Lonzo Ball was known to kind of disappear. He he got into it at times with both of the coaches that he's played for in New Orleans. And at times just seemed kind of like disinterested in, in all of that stuff. You know, Steven Adams was injured at times, didn't look fully healthy and tried his best, but kind of a limited player there. And then Eric Bledsoe just didn't didn't care whatsoever about like anything when it came to this team. So just by losing kind of that stuff, I think they've improved a little bit when it comes to those intangibles. But the bigger thing when it comes to it is really going to be the coaching and kind of getting guys to play hard for him. This team and the players did not like Stan Van Gundy. That's why he got fired. They didn't want to play hard for him. They didn't like his attitude. They didn't like, you know, him throwing them under the bus after games. 
And then you come in with the opposite approach. Willie Green, who's very clearly able to get guys to buy in and try really hard. And you heard what Najee Marshall and Trey Murphy had to say about him after Summer League. Like They're willing to go to war for that dude, right? To use the cliche, they'd run through a brick wall for him. That's, that's going to go a really long way, I think, when it comes to improving this team out there on the court. That's going to help you defensively just by getting guys to commit more effort. That's a lot of the intangibles that you're really trying to talk about. And think about how important guys playing that way and kind of with that attitude is, is in the NBA right now. If you look at the past couple of years, you've kind of seen a rise of the need for intangible quality, stuff that's not in the stat sheet. And guys just going out and kind of giving maximum, as Deadpool would say, effort here. And I think that's kind of an important thing. You know, this team didn't really have guys doing that all the time. There were times when they'd kind of mail it in or, or take a playoff. Having guys maybe be more motivated, more committed because of Willie Green is going to help. Think about it like what Jimmy Butler adds to a team like the Miami Heat. So much more than what he fills in with the stat sheet. Think about him in the bubble, right? And the Heat in the finals and almost like willing them to get that far, even if they weren't as good as some of those other teams, just because he's going to go out and just leave it all out there on the court. And if guys are going to play harder because of that, because of Willie Green, that's a big thing. Look at what happened in Boston, right? This offseason where you Brad Stevens kind of takes a step back as a coach and they bring in someone new because that team has been one of the more talented rosters in the NBA for a long time. And they've underachieved because he wasn't getting that out of those guys. He wasn't able to kind of push them that extra mile, that extra foot that they needed to go. Talented roster, really good X's and O's guy, but just couldn't get his team, motivate him, push him to do all of that. It seems like Willie Green's going to be able to do that. And so in late game situations when it's like, man, I don't know about this. You've got Willie Green motivating these guys, coaching them and talking them up. And I think that's a big thing. You also have instant buy-in from a guy like Najee Marshall, who should be getting minutes this year, significant minutes. And you saw him talking on the court, yelling, organizing the team, building up the team when they needed it and just developing that culture and communication out there of uh, culture of communication out there on the court. If Willie Green can do that to him and he can do that with some of these other guys, maybe make Brandon Ingram more of a vocal leader, Zion more of a vocal leader in his third year. I feel really good about all of that. And you saw the basketball IQ is starting to be developed. Those guys seem well coached and well prepared in summer league for what Willie Green wanted them to do that, you know, half uh, 0.5, right? Make a decision 0.5 seconds. They kind of seemed well-coached, you know, educated on what they should be doing out there on the court. Bringing that to the team and helping with the basketball IQ and then a slight increase in competitiveness. Sign me up for that because I think that Pelicans team all of a sudden takes a leap just based on that alone, I think. And if maybe they add another guy at the trade deadline who who brings some more of that too, maybe, you know, a Marcus Smart kind of guy, right? He doesn't fill it up in the stat sheet, but he adds so much to the roster and to the team that, yeah, I think that can be a really good situation for the Pelicans to be in and improve just based on that alone. So there you go. I think they're improved in all three areas. I think they're improved even if it's slightly offensively, slightly defensively, and significantly more when it comes to the intangible side of things. Um, and Willie Green, big, big part of that. So is, you know, Najee Marshall and to a similar extent, Josh Hart as well. All right. So there we go. The 
they, they're improved all around. We, we agree. This team is better than they were last season. So next up, Trey Murphy on the All-Summer League squad. Who are the people he was there with? The numbers are impressive. Good company to be in. Love it. We'll talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans, you've heard me say it all week, it's brought to you by Sweatblock Antiperspirant Wipes. And these things are awesome. I walk my dog in the middle of the day or when I come home from work. It is unbelievably hot outside. I've been using these things. I don't need to worry about sweating when it comes to that. I just feel cleaner because of it. When I'm on Zoom meetings or I'm talking to you all here and recording and I'm moving, you see my arms going all the place. I sweat a lot of the time. It's uh, it's not fun. I try and put on like a somewhat professional appearance here for you all. And I don't want you looking at my armpits or thinking about it. I also like being able to wear white shirts in the summer because it's hot and that's a great thing. And I, with these antiperspirant wipes, I don't need to worry about sweating through all of my clothes. Next wedding I'm going to, these are going to be the secret weapon when it comes to all of that. And look, again, God forbid you're on a first date or something like that and you're sweating through your shirt. That's miserable. So if you want, you know, something that's going to work better than most clinical antiperspirants, it's the sweat block antiperspirant wipes. They're doctor created, doctor recommended, and they work for up to seven days per use. One wipe, you're good. Plus, they have the dry shirt guarantee. If Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. There's no reason not to give it a try. They've been tested in basically every capacity possible. These things really, truly work. There's no effort. So if you want to give the Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes a try, go to sweatblock.com, use promo code Locked On. You're going to get 20% off. Or you can check them out over at Amazon, and they sell them at CVS as well. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans also brought to you by Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete, some like me who just feels broken down from sitting in a chair all day, it's kind of miserable, and you're just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good, it gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone, and whether you want to treat muscle tension from working out, or an injury, or just the stresses of daily life, and look, there's no shortage of that. Uh, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site, check it out. It's really cool. And the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and it's going to suggest new routines that are going to help make you feel better. And the Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid, elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, and Maria Sharapova, plus hundreds of thousands of customers. So try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash locked on right now to get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's Therabody, T-H-E-R-A-B-O-D-Y dot com slash locked on, Therabody.com slash locked on. All right. We had Trey Murphy showing out in Summer League, the Pelicans 5-0, Summer League champs. Um, and he ended up making the All-Summer League first team. They ended up having seven guys on the All-Summer League first team because of some ties in there. I love it. Just throw them all on there. It's Summer League. Have some fun. Winning certainly helps. And Trey Murphy the third was one of those guys. In really good company, by the way, too. You had the number one overall draft pick, Cade Cunningham. Um, sorry, no, 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 he was on the second team. Here's the first team. You have Jalen Johnson from Atlanta, Trey Murphy, Peyton Pritchard from the Boston Celtics, Jalen Smith from the Phoenix Suns, and Obi Toppin from the New York Knicks. On the second squad, you had Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, 
Um, who else was on here? Patrick Williams of Chicago, Luke Garza from the Pistons, as well as Paul Reed from the Philadelphia 76ers. So you had the one and two pick on the second team. You had the fourth overall pick from a year ago, Patrick Williams, who, by the way, Trey Murphy and Najee Marshall basically shut down on the second team. That's really good company to be ahead of in all of this. I think that's awesome when you really, really look at it. By the way, Davion Mitchell and Cam Thomas were also the co-MVPs of Summer League, which I also think is kind of cool to see uh, the local product from LSU on there. But Trey Murphy being on that board, when you look at the high draft pick status of some of these guys, and then you have a dude like Peyton Pritchard who played in the NBA last year, averaged over seven points per game and just put up 90-something points in a pro-am in a single game, by the way, which is kind of nuts. It's really good company, and it shows that, you know, even though he's a little bit older, sometimes you just need to get solid guys on your team. And Trey Murphy fits that. His numbers in Summer League were excellent. 16 points, 16.3 points per game, by the way, as I pull him up and look at the Summer League leaders in all of this. He's ahead of Sadiq Bey, who won Rookie of the Month at one point last season, who only averaged 13.5 points per game. And I was pretty high on Sadiq Bey. Shot 55.8% from the field, 44% from three 100% from the line, grabbed seven rebounds, 2.8 assists per game. He averaged just about one turnover. That's it. Under a turnover per game in significant minutes. 1.8 steals, 1.3 blocks. And one of the other best stats here is 0.8 fouls per game. And he did this guarding multiple positions. That's an impressive body of work and like a well-rounded body of work too. The three-point shooting's great. 44% on 6.3 attempts per game is excellent. But the fact that he kept up that offensive load, nailed his shots while defending multiple guys, including centers like Evan Mobley, and he did this without turning the ball over, really. He's more of a spot-up shooter, right? Like, he shouldn't have a high turnover rate in the NBA. And did it while fouling very little? Yeah! That's a guy who's going to be able to contribute to the team and to help the Pelicans win games next season. Did this in 28 minutes per game. Only played in four games. They didn't need to play him in the fifth and give minutes to other guys at this point. Just stand out from him. You know, again, don't read too much into Summer League, but being able to play and defend well without fouling, I think that shows you something. You know, particularly against guys at his similar level, in the NBA level, when he's going against established vets, those fouls are going to be higher. The steals and the blocks are going to go down a little bit, but he shows he's capable of doing that. And if he can just improve and improve and improve over the years, he should be a very capable NBA defender. And he kind of showed off that all of the talents there, the skills are there to be able to do that. Those are some of the numbers that I'm most impressed with. And even though, yes, he is a spot up shooter mainly, and that's going to be his role at the NBA level, he still drove. He still showed that floater in that in between game to the fact that he could at some point kind of be a three level scorer. I don't know. It's just a really, really good showing from him in Summer League. I was impressed. I know you were all impressed, too. We're really excited to see what he's going to be capable of doing and what his role is going to be for the Pelicans in the regular season. So they want to get back into the playoffs. So he's in good company there. And it's really cool to see him, you know, up above a bunch of other picks that were significantly higher than him. And we're seen as more blue chip prospects coming into the NBA. And that's not even to mention guys like Jalen Suggs and others that weren't in this whatsoever and weren't even on these teams. And he outplayed a lot of those guys. That was awesome. That's what you want to see. Again, in the draft, it definitely seems like David Griffin has been really good. We're excited about Nikhil Alexander-Walker. 
you know, who knows what's going on with Jackson Hayes, but say he's going to play with the team this year. He showed a lot of growth last season. You already have Zion. You've got Didi who might be in store for a bit of a role here. Now you throw Trey Murphy in there plus Kyra Lewis Jr. The draft picks for David Griffin, I think for the most part, have been pretty spot on. I have a lot of criticism for him about pretty much everything else. I don't really have much to criticize about the draft picks, being able to trade down, still get a guy like Trey Murphy, the guy they wanted. That's just good NBA front office work. There's no other way to put it. All right, there you go. Trey Murphy on the all-Summer League first team. By the way, you had Nikhil last time we got to play Summer League. So Pelicans have a good stretch of getting guys on this spot, showing there's maybe a bit of a pipeline for young talent. So coming up, Zion's rating in NBA 2K. 89, by the way. Too high, too low. What's also his dunk rating? That's where I have a bit of an issue. We'll talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. They're basically protein bars that absolutely taste like a candy bar. They're amazing. If you eat protein bars before or after your workout or for breakfast or whatever, you've got to give these things a try. They're better for you and they taste better than whatever bar it is that you eat right now. They're soft, they're easy to chew, and they come in unbelievably delicious flavors. I had one before that was really dense. It was terrible. It kind of had like a metallic taste to it on like a strawberry bar. It was awful. I never bought that one again. And once I started trying these, is the only thing I've gone with. I I eat one of these almost every single day. I love them. My favorite flavors are the mint brownie, the salted caramel, and I just got the limited time flavor of Rocky Road. Plus, they run flash sales on the website all the time, so you've really got to check it out. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories between 130 and 180, so you don't waste all the cardio you just did after you eat one of these things. Only 4 to 5 grams sugar, only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy, plus those limited limited edition, limited time flavors too. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you're going to get 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off over at Built.com. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and the easiest easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You want to get in on that rookie of the year race? If you're feeling really good about Trey Murphy, all of the bets are up there right now. You can get in on this action and bet on your guys. Use that sports knowledge that you have to go make some more money. There's no better place to do it than over at betonline.ag, and you don't want to sit on the sidelines anymore. So head to the website using your mobile device, sign up, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On. Go bet on Trey Murphy. Go bet on, well, the summer league games are over now, but you can do it on baseball still. And the NBA season and preseason is going to be here before you know it. Again, Promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit over at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, wrapping up today's show. I'm not a huge 2K guy, to be honest. It's just got like too many ads and stuff in there, and it's annoying. I'm a big video game guy, but that kind of bothers me. I wish we had some maybe NBA Live that could be a real competitor to it. We'll see if something like that steps up. But 2K is kind of where it's at when it comes to all of this. And people get really excited about the ratings release. And we got Zion Williamson yesterday. Clocks in at an 89. Too high? Too low? Just right? I think it's a little low for him, to be honest. I don't even mean this in like a Homerish way. He was just so freakishly good doing historic things last year at 20 years old. That feels like it should be at least above a 90 for me just on principle alone. No one had done the things that he did unless you were an NBA Hall of Famer. So if you're 
put it, if you see him in that kind of comparison and look, the numbers were there and we saw it, right? We know how good this guy is scoring at the rim. It should be reflected in there. 89 is not an NBA Hall of Fame number in 2K. It should be higher than this. What's interesting, I thought, was that his dunk rating was a 97. He's got the top uh, dunk rating in the league. It's Zion at 97, Zach Levine 95, Aaron Gordon 95, Derek Jones Jr. 94, then John Morant at 94. I, I actually don't think that's right. I do not think that's right for NBA 2K22. I think Zion should be a little bit lower. Yes, he can throw down dunks. We've seen it. But what was so impressive about him last year with his finishing around the rim, right? It was guard-like. It was Kyrie Irving-like. It wasn't just monster dunks that were the highlight reel plays. Those are great, but watching his footwork, watching him dance to the rim and around defenders three, four, five sometimes, and being able to score, you should lower the dunk rating and you should increase finishing layups in the footwork and all of that because that's what's so impressive with him, right? Watching him drive from the three-point line, acting like a guard with that handle, a guy of his size, and then no one able to stop him. That's the impressive thing. Zach Levine might be a better dunker. Also helps when you're like a smaller guard, right? Like it just looks more impressive than when Zion does things. But he's good at pretty much everything else offensively, especially finishing at the rim and scoring on layups, being able to switch hands, move his body, and do all of that stuff. That innate feel he has for it, I guess it's an intangible in a way. That's what's the most impressive thing. That should just raise his rating alone. And this kind of shows, I don't know how much they watched of him truly last year. And while for the most part, I don't care about 2K ratings and all that. It's a, it's a video game, not one that I really play. Should be higher. Like at least get this right and get these marquee players right. So that when you're playing as them, it kind of feels right. And that helps inform people about the league too. Zion's not just all dunks and flash. It's a whole lot of other things from him as well. So let me know what you think. Is his rating too high, too low, just right? And that's going to do it for today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. Don't forget, subscribe on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment. A bunch of you have done that recently. Thank you. That really helps. It actually, actually does. It goes into algorithm, algorithms and things like that. Take the 30 seconds to go leave a five-star review with a comment. Fun show tomorrow for you. We're going to have a fun Friday. What ifs? Pelicans, what ifs? We'll look at three tomorrow, including like the biggest one they've ever had. If things just went a slightly different way, how's how do things play out for this franchise? And you kind of what, what could come out of all of that? And that should be a fun one to end the week on. So we'll be talking about that tomorrow here on Lockdown Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow.